Hello, welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. This is a special episode taking a look at the roadmap of the future of DC Studios. On January 31st, James Gunn announced the initial outline of what he and Peter Safran intend for DC's movies and television for the next 10 years. James Gunn, who became co-CEO of DC Studios last October with Peter Safran, said that their goal moving forward is to keep their DC products connected to one another. Characters will be portrayed by the same actors between movies, TV shows, and video games. And whenever there are products outside of this continuity, such as Matt Reeves' The Batman, will be clearly labelled as Elseworld products. So there is obviously a lot to break down and discuss here from the reset to the uh, the reset of the DC film universe, what Elseworlds means, uh, the announcement of new projects, movies, TV shows, animations, as well as what the future holds for some of the already existing projects. So let's work our way through it all. There is quite a lot. We were waiting. We were definitely waiting for this announcement that Gunn made very clear was going to happen in January. He did keep his word. It was like, what, the last day of January? It, it was really down to the didn't line. He, didn't, he summon, <laughs> didn't he summon the people, the media, and it was like, we have things to say. It was a whole <laughs> thing. So, yeah. Today. yeah. And what he actually mapped out, which is what we're going to go through, is the next eight to ten years. But what he has said, though, so this is chapter one, Gods and Monsters. Let's start there as a title. I think it is excellent. It sums up the things we're going to talk about, and it really fits James Gunn. If you look at, you know, going back to his work with Troma, he he wrote the Zack Snyder remake of Dawn of the Dead, the movie Slither, and then he's got, you know, the Suicide Squad. But he's not just superheroes is he so i think it's a very fitting title for him i like it but he said that what they've announced isn't all of it so you're not only going to get that in the next eight to ten years it's just what they've revealed so far superman legacy we've officially got the title this is the superman film that will be written by james gunn the film will hit cinemas July 11th, 2025 and focus on Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage and his human upbringing straight away. It could do no right here because he was going to get shit because people are still upset <laughs> about Henry Cavill. And I'm disappointed too. It was great. And I think we can talk about it now. Seeing his cameo, Black Adam, that movie did not do what they needed that movie to do. And then soon after, we got this uh, this reboot. But Henry Cavill, yeah, he's, he's, he's moved on. Like, he's doing other things. He's doing a Warhammer TV series. The guy's going to be okay. But a lot of people are upset. And again, I would have liked to have seen Cavill continue as Superman. But at the same time, I'm not going to lie, this... Fresh approach to Superman, a younger actor. I'm excited. 
I am excited for this film. What about yourself? It's it's hard to not be. You know, I mean, we've been we've been going on for a while, being like, look, we want a Superman film. You know, not a we don't necessarily need the Superman amongst the you know the rest of the team, the squad. There, we we just want we want a movie about Superman. And look, um, Gun made it clear they're not going to do the origin story. Look, there might be some flashbacks in here or, or something like that, depending on how they approach it. But obviously, they are still going on. Uh, what he said is that they want a younger Superman. Again, not an origin story, but an established yet younger, youthful um, Superman. And yeah, again, it's hard to not get excited about the idea of a new Superman movie. Full stop. Yes, disappointing that we're not getting Cavill. Um, whatever level of emotion, uh, you know, you're at with that and coming to terms with that. Oh, look, it sucks. It does. It sucks. Um, and I would love to see Cavill back. And look, maybe there is potential to have that happen again when we sort of talk about the Elseworld stuff coming up. But focusing on these films, there's got this is the only project I believe that actually has a a date or at least a tentative release date. July 11th, 2025. So at least we know when, because obviously there's a bunch of projects that still need to come out. Aquaman 2, The Flash, Shazam. Um, so it, it looks like pretty much as soon as they're done, it's big reset button. Here we go. Boom, boom, boom. We're going to start. Um, so am I right in saying that this will be the project to kick off chapter one? On the big screen, yes. On the small screen, we will be getting a TV show first. We'll we'll get to it a little later on. We'll but, get to it, yeah. But we will first start on TV. But this will be the first big film. It is, it is interesting though. And there's still things that we don't know. I just say we're still to get some of these big movies like Shazam, Fury of the Gods, The Flash. That is apparently going to be the universe reset. And I've got to be honest, I've seen pop vinyls from the Flash movie and a character that we know is confirmed via pop. So it is, I won't say it just in case oh. you don't know, but that's confirmed. But anyway, so the universe is reset. And then interestingly, after the reset is when we get Blue Beetle and then December 25th, so Christmas Day, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. But Aquaman 2 happens after the reset. And then we're going to get Gods and monsters. So I don't know if we we really we need to get to the end of this year because we don't know like <laughs> is Aquaman 2 gonna just feel like a sequel to Aquaman 1, or is it gonna be changed enough because of the flash? But we we don't know. I thought honestly there was gonna be a bit more clarity, and I thought it was gonna be a clean reset because even when we start talking about some of the chapter one gods and monsters projects that's a bit confusing too i thought it was just going to be a complete clean slate i mean what gun said is that look they are going to have a a resetted they're going to have a shared continuity you know like a shared universe cinematic universe whatever um there's going to be that reset button so we're still get that yeah i guess like what he's clarified is that we're still going to have those standalone films like the batman um joker 
or the sequel to Joker, the, like those films, like we're still going to get, and, and that does open the door. And again, we'll get to all that, but you're right. Like maybe there should have been a bit more clarity in terms of what the reset's actually going to look like. But I mean, like we've been speculating that, look, if they're going to do this, they need to just start completely clean. Yeah. Have none of the old, uh, we're talking, look, if they're going to, and that's what it seems like they were going to be doing. You know, they, they've said Henry Cavill isn't back. Ben Affleck isn't coming back. And then I don't know if you want to talk about it yet, but you know, like guns, guns openly said, like with this reset, if it happens in the flash, then it's this confusing thing with Aquaman too. Is it a sequel to the first one or is it fresh and new that it's like, it's kind of its own thing, but it could almost be in this new universe. Does that mean Jason Momoa continues as Aquaman going forward? And that leads into what Gunn said is that the door is open. I paraphrase, but he says the door is essentially open for Gal Gadot, um, you know, Zachary Levite to return as Wonder Woman. Well, it does. It absolutely. There's a particular character, which we'll talk about later when we get to the TV shows that suddenly it's like, well, what is this? Is this a well, reset or not? Or well, this is, is it like thing. we feared they're going to pick and choose? Yeah, I think they are. It gets diluted. It's they confusing. Are. Gunn has said that the Flash will change most, but not all. So some things will continue. And even after this announcement, conversations around Aquaman, how it was always intended to be a trilogy, makes you think they're kind of going to plan on finishing that trilogy. But remember the whole thing with Momoa before this announcement? And he's, it sounded like they were going to be making a Lobo announcement as that's his yeah. favourite character and he's got the comics and, and all of that. But Superman Legacy, let's try and not get bugged. Let's try and leave all that now. Let's just talk about what we do know moving forward because we're just going to be going around in circles. But Superman Legacy, Superman has always been my favourite superhero. I'm excited. For me, I did struggle first time I watched Man of Steel. I enjoyed it but it wasn't quite clicking for me. Now I have such a strong appreciation for that movie. And I love that movie. I really do. But it gets better every time. It really does. But the best thing for them to do is just what they are doing. Start again with Superman, because it would have been a constant course correction to try and have Cavill be the Superman that he said he wants to play. He wants to be you know, that beacon of hope, that, you know, the classic Superman, which he wasn't under Snyder. No, that's right. And that's what I think I've always wanted. And I feel like they were moving in that direction, especially following at least the theatrical version of, of Justice League, which I, I do prefer the Zack Snyder, um, you know, cut. But it was like, oh, look, Superman's back. But now suddenly after the black suit, Oh no! Wait, we didn't get the black suit. Anyway, it's confusing. It's all it's all a mumble. Snyder gave us the black suit. Yeah. He seemed to be, he seemed to be a brighter, a bluer, redder Superman, and it was he like, did. oh, we could be. This could be the Superman that we that we needed. You know, Man of Steel, early days. It was he was learning how to become Superman, who he was. But anyway, again, leaving that on the past. I love what um how Gunn described this Superman that he's going to bring to us. Um, where it's like, like you said, a beacon of hope. Um you know, that joy, that brightness in a dark world. So it's like a world that doesn't want or doesn't appreciate that kind of uh, just wonderfulness, joyfulness, bright Superman that we we know from, from back in the day. 
I'm like, that's an interesting approach. So we have this bright, wonderful character in this shitty dank world. So <laughs> we'll see how that yeah. all. I'm really all hopeful. But you know the description: Kryptonian heritage, human upbringing, Smallville. That's what I think of. That's that's where my mind goes. I mean, that show ran for ten years, and we got to see a lot of that more than you would do outside of the comics. But I'm I'm liking the idea of a young Clark Kent, and like you say, it's not an origin. The approach that Matt Reeves had with the Batman, it's not an origin. It's year two. So something like that. I really that's do. Probably where it's like, be. not necessarily like too, but no, but it's early know, in his career. He's very much going to be like, okay, cool. I've come to terms with my powers and I've got them. I kind of know what I want to do with them. I want to be this hero type, you know, figure. But then it's like, okay, looking further, where did these powers come from? Then we get all the Kryptonian things, and that's like, I guess, if the world's fighting back against him. It must be the, that proposal, that question, why do I want to be that hero for these people that reject me? And yeah, it could be really interesting. So look, it on the surface level, this sounds like a fantastic project, especially when they kick us off. And yeah, yeah, I'm I'm really, I'm really excited. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited for it. You know, it's pretty funny. I mean, you, you know, we've seen, well, everybody's seen gun on twitter like he's relentless i mean does he, he do nothing has a twitter else? account does he <laughs> does he do nothing else but it just makes me laugh though because he's like he's just stomping out these rumors almost as fast as they're popping up like somebody yeah. like a news outlet will say this actor is reportedly in talks or whatever and then straight away james gunn not true it's like <laughs> like oh okay like ah uh, Good stuff. It doesn't let people <laughs> converse. Like, <laughs> no, no. He's like, yep, yeah, no, not true. <laughs> not true. But it's dangerous, though, because if there's ever a point where he doesn't want to confirm something, when he doesn't say anything, people just keep yeah. spinning that and be like, Maybe. oh, James Gunn didn't know. Surely it can't keep it up, though. Like, it's, it's, it's exciting at the moment. Like, everybody's talking about it. We're talking about it now. It can't be... Then again, I don't know. He's always been pretty prominent on social media. But anyway, moving on from Superman Legacy, the Authority, DC's Wildstorm characters will be joining the DC Universe. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Authority. Their characters think Justice League, but edgier. These are characters that take matters into their own hands and do what they believe is right any cost not quite peacemaker but they are edgier characters you've got midnighter who is a batman type character you've got apollo who is a superman type character i could probably keep going on and on draw comparisons <laughs> to the justice league Sorry. but they they weren't dc characters but then did get folded over into the dc universe and now if you're reading comics they are absolutely a part of the dc universe but i don't know if this is going to be an origin or there's been so many members over the years but even i think now in the comics which will be um, a little bit different to the justice league the batman character and the superman character so midnighter and apollo are actually married so that's going to be 
a little bit different. And some people <laughs> who aren't familiar with his characters all may be surprised at that. But yeah, it, it again, like it seems very fitting to what we know of James Gunn and the projects that he's worked on over the years. And again, his DC work, the Suicide Squad. So it looks like the kind of projects he would want to adapt, but straight away, like they're saying, hey, we're doing Superman. And next up, we're going to talk about the authority. Like, wow, did not see that coming. And a lot of these projects, I would not have guessed, but I like that fact. It's, I mean, uh, if you you take, obviously, not your mind, because you're very well rehearsed within the the DC uh, lore and uh, catalogs and stuff like that, but the average, the average moviegoer, the audiences, like, they're asking the question, who, like, what? And I'm one of them. Like, I don't know. But from reading into it and obviously looking into it a little bit further um, after this is broke, I mean, it kind of makes sense. I mean, think about what James Gunn has been working with previously in the superhero world. Like, you mentioned the Suicide Squad. You've got that ragtag team, villainous-type characters, all that kind of thing. Cool. Makes sense. And he did a fantastic job with the Suicide Squad. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy over at Marvel, you know, like, a relatively unknown group of characters, not widely known. What he was able to do with with those characters make them household names as such. Like we now know, like Star Lord and Gamora and Drax and you know Rocket Raccoon and Groot and all that kind of stuff. You know, like what this is this is what he does. So he takes these unknowns and then he he creates something good. I'm just hoping that he manages to do that successfully again. Because my concern is. And again, without jumping ahead too much, but looking at the projects coming up, it is a little bit unorthodox what projects they're they're going with. You know, like you think, okay, look, they're doing a a chapter one, a phase one type thing. Okay, they're going to have a, a Superman movie, a Batman movie, a Wonder Woman movie, an Aquaman, a Flash, and a I don't know, a Green Lantern or something. You'd think that would be, yeah, of course. No, they they're doing weird stuff. Yeah, My but you know what? Yeah, is yeah. That, you you'll get you, like someone like yourself, or even even to an extent, someone like me will go to the movies and be like, "Wow, this is a fantastic film. They've done a great job." Oh, it only made three hundred million at the box office because no one knows what it is. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of delusion with what's or dilution, I should say, not delusion. Dilution with what's actually happening with these DC films now. I'm ho- I'm I'm trying to be positive. Thing, okay, cool. This, you know, we're going to get some good stuff, but will it? appease the masses and that um, do you know what really i dictate the future of dc i'm confident unorthodox that is yeah that's, that's the word. Word to use. that is that is the word because <laughs> when you were saying that oh you know i would think that you know they would do superman would. batman wonder woman green lantern well in an unorthodox way he is doing all of that he's just not doing all of them as tentpole movies Mix it up, well, I mean, and that they are doing. But keep in mind, right? So, so these these projects are happening, and I know I do realize we're only on the second one so far. There's quite a few to get through. Once we get a lot of this uh, dialogue out of the way, we can, I, we yes, can turn to the rest. I think so. Pretty much going to be rinse and repeat. <laughs> so this is part of what's going to happen over the next eight to ten years. There's going to be other projects that are going to come out from now until say ten years, and those other projects with these might balance it out like a little bit more like we're not seeing That's exactly right the full yeah. picture but it's we're not still... like we're going to get superman and then the authority and then you know as we as we go it's not going to be yes hits. It's, but what i this could be the authority could be the 
fifth or six, sixth well, that's it. in chapter one. That's it, but I'll... Um, could be some heavy hitters in between. I'll say it here. So Gunn loves comics. He's very vocal about it. He loves the DC characters and comic books. So whether it's the work it is done for Marvel, being with DC, he'll promote the comics. He shared, like so we talked about Superman Legacy, The Authority, um, what else? Uh, we're going to talk about Batman in a moment, but there's key comics or collections that they're not necessarily adapting, but this is what inspired us. Like we'll look into these particular graphic novels. And that's fun and exciting. It is. It, it, and he, he shared that online. Gateway into the comic book world. Comics sold out. Like Amazon, like this selling out <laughs> left, right, and center. Because uh, somebody at DC who's got a captive audience has been saying, hey, these comic books are good, and this is what we're looking at. And then people who maybe aren't overly familiar, let's say with the authority, they're buying the comics now. A year, two year, three year, whatever. When the movie comes out, a lot more people are going to be familiar with their characters. So I'm loving the fact that it's like they're the comic guys, we're the film guys. Over there, you've got the TV guys. It's all DC Studios now. You, you said it with with James Gunn being one half of you know the two guys at the, the helm. Again, we need to give Peter Safran some credit or blame, whichever way you want to go at it. <laughs> but they're they're doing. But yeah, again, James Gunn. He's a fan making these films now. Like, isn't that every fan's dream? Be like, oh, if I was going to do it, I would do this. That's what he's doing. He's essentially like, well, if I was going to, oh, I'm, I'm going to do it. <laughs> like, he's in a position to do it. And, and do you know I mean, who started as a fan and now is in a position to do it? Kevin Feige. Oh, there you go. It's working out pretty well for him, isn't it? I do. Yeah. Good. But look, Again, just one final note on the authority. I mean, again, not being too well familiar with them, but looking at them at just on a base level of what they could be. A bit of speculation here. I think maybe like a prototype version of what the Justice League will eventually become. So whatever havoc and stuff they kind of do, their approach might not be the best way. I think the other big characters like the Superman and a Batman and stuff will maybe take some sort of inspiration to do it a little bit differently from them especially with the comparisons to them being those types of characters so oh i could be completely wrong i don't know <laughs> no i mean that that could be that could be the way that they that they do it but either way it's ah it's got me excited got me <laughs> probably more excited for the authority than i've ever been previously again who <laughs> <laughs> The DCU will introduce its Batman and Robin in this unusual father-son story inspired by Grant Morrison's comics. And the title of that film, The Brave and the Bold. Just going back quickly to Superman Legacy, All-Star Superman, also Grant Morrison and Frank Quietly on art. So they're the comics. The Brave and the Bold. I mean, we've had a Batman cartoon, The Brave and the Bold, which... Was excellent. I, I really enjoy that show. But back in, I think, the 70s, there was a long run of Brave and the Bold comics. It was a, a, a team-up series. And then for a long time, 
Green, oh, was it Green Lantern and The Flash were known as the Brave and the Bold. But this is going to be a different Batman. We're still going to get Robert Pattinson in potentially Batman Year 3. But this is <laughs> going to be Bat Dad. This is going to be Batman, who I'm guessing is going to be a bit older than Superman. He's got a son, Damian Wayne. So already, like in live action, that's a different approach to Robin. Like if you look at Titans season four, Tim Drake has been introduced as a new Robin. Jason Todd's in that show, Dick Grayson. But Damian Wayne, outside of animation and comic books, or maybe video games, hasn't actually appeared. So what do you think to this? This is Batman as a dad. It's 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 definitely again unorthodox. It's an interesting, different approach to the Batman and Robin story. Like the last time Robin was live action on the big screen, 1997's Batman and Robin, which obviously, which in a way was wow. killed yet yet re reinnovated the the Batman film franchise, which led us into Batman Begins, but. I mean, there's always been something problematic, especially like with the approach of how you do a Robin, you know, like, do you have him be that kid, that teenager that it's like the, the Batman character, the, but Bruce Wayne is endangering having him fight crime and stuff. Maybe this is a more interesting way of doing it, or at least a better way that, you can, you know, if you go into Damien's sort of upbringing and if you have the, you know, the, the Al Ghul sort of backstory behind it, Okay, cool. He's been sort of raised in this environment. It's not as it's not as freaky. But at the same time, if if this story is still going to imply that there was a Dick Grayson, there was a there was a hundred percent, there was a hundred percent. Like what's happening? So this is a world where the Bat family, the, Bat family. the yeah. Bat family, they've not specified individual members. It's been referred to as the Bat family. So this is Batman yes. is older. Dick Grayson is potentially already Nightwing. And then this young Robin is is going to come along. I think it is. Look, it is it is interesting. Does it actually excite me though? I mean, on on one hand, I just feel like I don't really. As much as I love seeing stories of like older versions of the of the big hitter characters, I just don't think I want this story. Like, I, I just feel like I would rather see a more natural progression of. I guess a younger Batman, which I know we're getting in the Batman, but well, I think they, just to yeah, go alongside, they're doing it already. You go back to you, you go back to like the DCEU, and it's like we had an older Batman there, and there was the implied like there was a Robin and all that kind of stuff, and it was all very established. And again, we didn't get much of that Batman than Affleck, but at the same time, I feel like well, you already have an older Batman there, you might as well just bring him back over, like, or who knows, maybe Michael Keaton. Um, something happens within that Flash film, and he is the <laughs> is this DC DC Universe's Batman. Who yeah. the hell knows? You know, I. Uh, but then I don't know. I I like it, but but it's one of those things where so I I feel like they have to do something really extreme to shock me, and I'd be like, oh wow. I've not read that story before, or oh, I've not seen that interpretation of that known character because i've been reading dc comics like since i was a kid <laughs> i've do you know what i mean so like, I, i've read these stories 
Like, see, it's no, like back when Grant Morrison first introduced Damian Wayne, it was a thing. It was a moment like, oh, wow. And film goers or cinema goers, they're going to experience that because, oh, wow, you know, I've not, if they've not read the comics, or to be fair, seen those animated movies, which were loosely based on Grant You're Morrison's right. comics. This is new and fresh. And to a lot of people. Things. But for yeah, me, it's a live action on the big screen. Yeah, but like some of these things that are being adapted and people have been saying to me, oh, that just seems really odd. And I'm like, really? I read it 10 years ago. Like, I, it's not. But anyway, I, I think it's um, it's a cool approach. You know, The Batman Part 2, which is the official title, is happening. And that's going to get like the younger Batman. Because I think I just feel it like had, it had to be different because otherwise, if this is going to be a, a 10 year, if this is going to be like a 10 year plan. Wouldn't you have preferred at least again, like an established Batman, more like a little bit more advanced than year two? Maybe have like the Batman and, and Robin, like the Dick Grayson, but then visit the time where sort of that falls apart, and then like a few movies in, you know, like we're talking years like we get to the sixth year or the seventh year of this plan, then have the Damian Wayne story where this almost feels like the end of Batman's story. Again, if you read the comics, it absolutely isn't. It really, really isn't. It. I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but it really isn't the end of his story. Like, he's got life in him yet. He's, he's not an old man. He's, 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 I don't know. There's... A lot more story to tell, and who knows? Like, there's, like, there's characters. If, like, bear with me. Like, so let's say, let's say the MCU, right? When it first started. Like, okay, bad example. Let's say, you know, you had your Iron Man movie, and then um, what was after that? Like Iron Man two. Anyway, I like say the first Thor movie that came out. They introduced, you know, that you know the love character straight away and he already had a mini thought bad example what i wanted to say was iron Man, i know he, and it's like i know, iron I, I know yeah but it doesn't away, like it's not the same thing though because even if like you could go up to pretty much anyone in the street and they don't need to have read a comic and just ask them have you heard of batman and robin yes of course it's just a known thing so it's that it's that story those characters but through a different lens I, I've got to be honest, I really like the approach. If we weren't getting the Matt Reeves Batman films, maybe it'd be like, oh, yeah. it's really it's really different. Why are they doing such a thing? Like, why is it so different? Because it can be. It doesn't necessarily have to be, but it can be. So we'll just have to wait and see. And again, eight years. In a world, we don't know where this is. If we weren't having, if we didn't have the Batman running concurrently with it, do you reckon they would have gone? Yeah, let's do, let's do a younger Batman in his early days. Maybe as the. All right. Which would have meant <laughs> not necessarily <laughs> an origin, but we'd no doubt see Martha's pearls. We'd see him in trading. Honestly, you'll always see the pearls. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay for a different story and and to get it in and that's what live action. I think it'll be pretty pretty cool. The next one we're going to talk about, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. This comic is so new. It came out last year. I'm pretty sure it was a 12-issue maxi-series. 
It's a science fiction adventure. It was based, so the film's going to be based on the comic that came out by Tom King. He was the writer and artist, Bill Chris Eavesley. It's a very different take on the character. And it's very much like a Western in space. And it was really weird. I read it, single issues. Like I was reading it as it was coming out and never in a million years I think they'd adapt it for the big screen. But I thought it was okay. Like Everybody's losing their mind about it. And I think if I'd have watched it as a film first and not of like one of how many comics I was reading that week, maybe I'd have enjoyed it a little bit more. But at the time, I guess from a comic book, I was wanting a more traditional Supergirl story and the comic very much isn't. And that's why they're looking at adapting it because it's so different. And I do believe it will reach a real, you know, a wide audience, but as a comic, I'm like, oh, I don't know. And then when hearing they're going to adapt it as a film, it's like, do you know what? I think it'll work better as a film, but essentially you've got the character, Supergirl, she turns 21. She wants to celebrate and get drunk. She leaves Earth (laughs) and spends time on a planet that doesn't have a yellow sun, loses her powers, so she's able to drink. Then there's an alien in peril, the swords, barbarians, planet hopping, crypto tags along. And it is fun. like And it it is. But again, but at times, she will go to a particular planet and her powers do start to come back a little bit. But it's almost like... Conan the Barbarian mixed in with Western space. It's it's crazy. And it's like, as a film, you're like, wow, that's that's really different. Like, if they were just to say, we're going to make a Supergirl film, a lot of people would probably be like, no, really? How are you? Like, who, who needs that? But this approach, I think, is excellent. Well, the, the key word that you said was adapting. Just like, you know, they say, oh, look, we're adapting, you know, Batman The Long Halloween, but they're not actually doing that. They're using that as inspiration for something. You know, like, oh, we're adapting Civil War. They're taking story elements, but they're not actually putting that comic on screen. Um, you know, World War Hulk or Planet Hulk or whatever. It's like, nah, but Hulk's going to be in space and he's going to have a gladiator helmet thing on. It's going to be great. It's, it's kind of like the comic, but it's not really. I think they'll probably take things like that. So they'll probably have Supergirl in space doing some weird shit, but depend, I mean, they've got to make the story fit in with, again, like this isn't like the Batman thing where it's like, okay, cool. We can have the story at any point. This has to be a Supergirl that is introduced to the Superman that they've established. So unless they're going to do some wacky stuff with like timelines and like, this is set five years in the future or something, it's going to be an introduction to her to the Superman character, you know, her cousin. And how, I don't know, like, will this be an origin for her? Will it be her arrival to Earth and then and then take it from there? Who knows? It's going to, that sounds wacky. I do think that this one could end up being a fairly close adaption. I mean, just going back to what I said before about the sales of the books, like this, this comic is selling out. This trade is selling out. But it goes to show that DC didn't quite know what they had. Like, again, 
you know, to put it out as a monthly series. And they collected it and released it as a trade paperback. The bigger books, let's say a Batman collection, will start off as a hardcover, maybe four months, maybe five months, and then they'll release it as a cheaper option, as a trade paperback. Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, went straight to trade. I reckon now it's going to get a it's going to get a hardcover <laughs> collection, but if the audience is there for it, and this book is proving to be really popular, it could be as crazy as as the comic is, and we could end up getting a Supergirl that viewers are not used to seeing a very different take on the character than what we had recently with Melissa Benoist in the in the TV series. But the title, I like to have kept Supergirl. But they've also, just to add a bit of maturity, woman of tomorrow. <laughs> Not girl of tomorrow, woman of tomorrow. So the title works for me. I'm glad they didn't go, do you know what? We're just going to call it Superwoman. Keep the name. Still Supergirl, woman of tomorrow. That's the way the maturity comes in. No, that's it. And it, you know, it has that you know, Superman, man of tomorrow kind of spin on it. Yeah. So very nice. Look, if... We find out eventually that James Gunn stuffed up, which isn't something he does. But if he stuffed up and he was like, oh, no, nah, this Supergirl movie is actually an Elseworlds film. <laughs> because of how wacky the story is. I mean, again, we don't really know what this DC universe is going to actually look like. But because this does seem so wacky and weird, it wouldn't surprise me if it was like, oh, yeah, it is going to be kind of its own. But it doesn't need to be. Thing. Because he's listen, right? Just like with the Marvel I'm not saying stuff. it will. I'm just saying. No, but I'm just going to say, just like with the Marvel stuff, you've got Earth and everything that happens on Earth and, and it starts your, with yeah, Iron Man. Your you're going to go out. Exactly. And it gets weird when you go out into space. It's just, what I'm saying is, as commentary, Rob, when you look at these projects on paper, they're presenting us a Superman movie, this authority thing, which, you know, again, seems like a, like a team-up kind of thing. Batman, and then suddenly it's this weird, crazy, wacky Supergirl film. But you know what, it's though? Like, okay, it, it just, it's but not... again, we don't know the landscape, and we don't really know what the tone of this universe is going to be. This could fit in perfectly and make complete sense. And again, we don't know how much they're going to adapt, how closely or how wacky they're actually going to go. I don't think it's that wacky. I don't think it's that wacky. I mean, it, it is different it as... <laughs> Conan the Barbarian as a Western in space, but that's okay. Yeah, that's okay Supergirl. because yeah, with Supergirl. But you're taking a character who's going to go on a particular adventure, which is going to happen with all these characters. But it's it's a young girl. She's turning 21. She wants to get drunk. She can't do it on Earth anyway. I've, I've told you the. the it sounds setup. like that. It sounds like that. What if episode of Thor where he's just like he's just a party animal, but you know. It, one final note. I mean, the weird thing is, and again, we don't know what other projects are going to come, and it might all make a little bit more sense where it fits. But, like, you've got your Superman film, and then you've got the additional film with, again, this isn't a negative on the Supergirl character, but the derivative version of Superman, which is like, you know, it's the girl version. I mean, that's what Supergirl is. Let's be honest. It is weird to have her film sort of side by side, side by side with the Superman film, in this kind of chapter one pitch, it, very strange. Again, not necessarily a negative. It's just sort of these are the films we're being presented with. That's weird. Like one of the five. It's odd. 
it's odd. But again, let's see but, how. But it it's plays where out. it's interesting. It's where, it, it's where it fits, isn't it? Because even in like modern comics, and it wasn't necessarily the case when the character was first introduced. But modern comics, baby Kal-el, little Superman, was sent to Earth, and his teenage cousin was also sent, and she was to look after him. She was to protect him. But her ship went off course, and she was drifting in suspended animation. Or she went the wrong way around a planet, or I don't know what happened. Anyway, but when, when she finally arrives on Earth and she goes looking for her baby cousin, she finds that he's a fully grown man and he's Superman and, and everything else. So who's to say that? I don't know. We, we don't know what's what's going to happen. Exactly. Who knows? Who knows? All I'm saying is that, again, it's that unorthodox approach and they're doing things that on paper you would think this isn't this isn't the formula. <laughs> Which I like. I, I honestly I honestly like it. It's been 10 years since The Man of Steel. That's when that film first came out. And then instead of, well, we know what happened there, but it was, even that was kind of <laughs> like, just, <laughs> it was just see what happens next. What happens next? Whereas ah, there's so much, so much going on. Swamp Thing is the fifth film we're going to talk about. The film will investigate the dark origins of Swamp Thing and something that I've heard said, um, they're not against R-rated DC films. A character like Swamp Thing fits perfectly. And I'm going to take this opportunity to bring it up now because what I find is very, very interesting. So let's let's just go back and have a look. To so the films, I'll leave out the authority because it's not going to help me make my point. Superman <laughs> the Legacy, Superman the Movie, 1978. The Brave and the Bold, Batman 66. Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, the Supergirl film that came out in 1984. In early 80s, we got a Swamp Thing film directed by Wes Craven. That's what James Gunn and Peter Safran have clearly done. They've gone back and looked at what did DC do first? Because outside the, of the, the authority, authority... Confirmed. The authority is secretly a steel movie. <laughs> steel movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought, oh, that's uh, that's pretty interesting, though, isn't it? Because that's the you know what they're the characters. How unorthodox is it really, other than the authority? I mean, I'm not saying the Helen Slater Supergirl film was a hit, but it fits with the projects they're doing. They're almost resetting the dc films <laughs> like are they you know it's an interesting i gotta stop saying interesting but that's what this all is like, interesting your take there your <laughs> your analysis shall we say of what they presented us pretty pretty crazy. i was just looking at the lineup and i'm like, like hang on a minute I've, why does this seem this familiar <laughs> it seems that's familiar something though something. yeah we don't I know mean, look, we don't know too much but james mangold yeah. On social media, take that with a pinch of salt, has shown interest. He shared a couple of images of Swamp Thing. James Gunn liked those comments. That's not confirmation that he's going to direct the film, but it's interesting. Now I'm doing it. <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> Just This is what James Gunn and Peter Saffron have put together. And then you've got directors like James Mangold going, ooh. 
I like that. Do you I like to, that character. Do you, want to my, do you want to know my prediction? I do. There's a few filler points here. All right. Number one, look, this movie very much will lean into the monsters part of the Gods and Monsters title. Great. Box ticked. All right. They're looking for a director. Okay. Um, this director that I've got in mind, James Wan, he was he not involved or, you know, pretty much in charge of the Swamp Thing television show that got cancelled after its That's first episode. Right. His name... Does oh, he not it, have... Did you say cancelled? Does he not the, have... Yeah, it was cancelled after the first episode. Really? Yeah. Well, well, then the, but it ran for a whole first season. Episode aired, the first ah. episode aired, and they cancelled it, did they Ooh. not? So anyway, so that fell to <laughs> shit for him. However, he has a very long uh, working relationship with Warner Brothers. Um, that Aquaman spin-off movie, The Trench, which was meant to be like a horror-type thing. Of course, James Wan's big horror background. That obviously got shelved. Maybe there's another project he can jump into and sort of bring his horror expertise. I don't know. I'm thinking James Wan, Swamp Thing. It all makes sense. Uh, yeah. I, hey, he'd do a good job. He would do a good job. Maybe he's, <laughs> busy, he's, maybe he's busy making a Aquaman trilogy. Oh. He might be... <laughs> He might be busy doing that outside of Conjuring <laughs> films and Megan films. Who knows? I think the guy is busy with Megan too, by now. <laughs> James Mangold, though, I really would like him for this, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see. It's way too early for all we know is that James Gunn is writing Superman Legacy. That is the only thing that has been confirmed about the films. So far, and you've said already, or we've both said DC Elseworlds. So, any DC stories set outside the universe uh, will be titled DC Elseworlds and will feature the Joker sequel, the Batman Part Two, Tanisha Coates' Black Superman movie. Apparently, that's uh, that's still coming. Yeah. And interestingly, Teen Titans Go, that's uh, that's Elseworlds. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, a, good I mean, it's, it's, it's a good show, and I do. I, I've seen bits of it. I, I really like those movies, especially the. I suppose um, the first one. I'm guessing the only reason Gun gave Teen Titans Go a shout out is because they've had a theatrical film, sort of in modern times. Didn't mention Super Pets though. <laughs> Just saying. No, well, did not mention anything to do with Dwayne Johnson? It, it would. Um, oh. It would appear. Oh. Oh, actually, I, I want to add this. Nasty <laughs> oh, who knows what's going on? I want to say this. On whether the animated movies from Warner Brothers Home Entertainment will continue, this is what Gunn had to say. We're dealing with all of that. Some of that stuff will continue as Elseworlds, but a lot of other stuff we're starting to bring into animation with Warner Brothers animation president Sam Register. So that will have things that are connected with this. I think there have been a lot of really marvellous DC cartoons. So we're going to keep moving forward with that. Um, marvellous. Interesting. Marvelous. No, I was yeah, thinking I interesting word. Uh, hey, I, well, you know, I love these DC animated movies going back, you know, all the way back to the beginning, Superman Doomsday, which isn't the best by far, but it kick-started the whole thing of having PG-13 animated DC movies. Uh, they're not all hits, um, but I think more often than not, we do get 
get good films. And just looking at the release schedule for this year, The Legion of Superheroes, that's the next one due to be released the 7th of February. I've just realized we are recording this on the 7th of February and releasing it on the 8th. So when we release it, that will already be out. It takes place in the Tomorrowverse, which is DC's new animated continuity. So hopefully that's going to continue. I've not seen this yet because it's just come out and I've been really looking forward to it. And I know we've got a review coming soon, but I've just done a full a full rewatch just so I can just really get in the right headspace. I went back, Superman, Man of Tomorrow, Justice Society, World War II, Long Halloween and Green Lantern. Beware my power. So I'm ready. I'm ready for this Supergirl film. What if they bring what if they bring him into it all? What I'll be upset. Say, oh, look, we're gonna start. <laughs> They're gonna be like the only DC animated films that will happen now will be ones that you know intertwine with the DCU or, or something, unless it's an Elseworld. Which I'm fine. <laughs> like I'm fine. If I don't care. Like slap Elseworlds on the cover. I'm not bothered if it means that we still get them. So outside of the Tomorrowverse, we're going to get Batman, the Doom that came to Gotham. That's due to be released end of March. It's based on a comic book series by the same name. The animated film will see Batman in the 1920s facing an ancient evil he accidentally awakened called the Lurker on the threshold. Then we're going to get Justice League War World. It will feature the entire Justice League for the first time in the Tomorrowverse. And the last one for the year, Justice League Ruby, Superheroes and Huntsman Part 1. That's that crossover thing we talked about, and we weren't quite sure on the pronunciation, R-W-B-Y, but I think we settled on Ruby. That's what that is. Did we? I, <laughs> I think that's what it is. For reasons unknown, the Justice League, the transported to their world, they become teenagers. I don't know. So that's a that's a thing that's happening. Hopefully that's not the only one out of the four James Gunn watchers. It is like, nope, shut it down. I don't just know. Just, just kill it. But anyway, we get some more Tomorrowverse. I'm excited about that. But I'd like it if these movies could continue because, you know, again, they've had some really good movies over over the years so we'll just have to wait and see well that's it for the films the tv this is where it's going to start so before we get superman legacy on the big screen we will get creature commandos i'm going to say it unorthodox there's that word again because this is like james gunn do you know what we're going to release a seven episode animated series it will show Amanda Waller creating a Black Ops team out of monstrous prisoners. Remember Weasel from the Suicide Squad? Funny enough, yeah. played by Sean Gunn, James Gunn's brother. Well, he's one of two characters that have been confirmed to come over from the DCEU. So we are going to get Weasel in this Creature Commandos animated series. So that's where... DC Studios will officially start and it will be on the small screen. So there you go. We're going to have... Everything about that is is unorthodox. Yes, it really is. It's a series, the fact that it's animated, the fact that it's pretty much an assortment of random characters, (laughs) creature commandos, 
Um, and the fact that they are bringing back a select few characters from the DCEU into this first project that will kick off this new resetted DC universe. Like, I feel like the project, like the the pitch has been presented, and whoever said, "Yeah, that's <laughs> that's how we're going to start it." it was like, were they high? But again, who knows? <laughs> Whatever. So Amanda Waller, being in this cartoon, will be voiced by Viola Davis, and it's a tough one because I honestly, okay, so let's say, do you know what? We're completely we're recasting everybody. We did have Viola Davis for reasons we can't use her because we're recasting. Who else can we get? I don't think they can find anyone better. I think she's perfect. She is such. They find somebody better. Look, she's great. I don't know. Yeah, I think she's she's pretty perfect for her. Yeah, I I really like her in the role. So we're going to get her in animation, and then we're going to get her in her own TV show, Walla. The series features Team Peacemaker, no mention of John Cena. Uh, Team Peacemaker (laughs) and will be written by Crystal Henry, who did the Watchmen TV series, and Jeremy Carver from Supernatural. It's the Waller show where I'm like, oh, really? So it's like the DCEU lives, but now it's DCU. It is a bit confusing, well, this is I think mm. this is where it gets the most murky and and weird, like because the fact is like they are picking and choosing, and it's like, okay, look, Peacemaker almost did exist in its own sort of bubble anyway, until of course, which we can talk about now, like you know, the cameos of you know some other Justice League there where, where it was clearly established, okay, yeah, there he's in the DCU, but and then there was a little talk about oh, season two. Like, surely it's a James John James Gunn project. Surely he's going to want to continue that. Maybe this is his way of doing that, but still kind of like meshing it in, but not really. And it's resetting, but it's not. Like, it just seems icky. And then to top it up, the cynical person in me, it's like one of the main characters in, um, you know, Team Peacemaker, played by James Gunn's wife. Okay. So she gets to continue. It's a little bit icky. I don't I'm know. I'm not saying he's done it. Just I'm not because, listen, just because he's casting his wife, he's casting his brother, it doesn't mean he's playing favourites. <laughs> but I mean, is it, it's really hard for, again, for those people that, and I'm not talking about the whiny butt hurt people that sometimes I can become one of, but just, just us fans who are like, look, we would love to see Henry Cavill come back, do a Superman thing, in a in a in a new bright fresh way, nope, he's out. But and uh, you know, Viola Davis is back. My wife is back. My brother's back. <laughs> okay, James Gunn, thanks. I That's mean, cool. we we've all seen the news. We, help we, like, we, uh, we know that Ezra Miller has been up to no good. Like, but I do also the door. recognize the door is open for Ezra Miller to come back as the I know, I know. He has... <laughs> Not Andrew Cavill. He's, he's been, he, he has had problems. He's been getting help. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just, yeah, if I'm if I'm goody two-shoes, Henry Cavill, and I'm looking over at bad boy Ezra Miller, I'll be like, really? <laughs> like, what's, 
what's going on it's like the two it's like the two like best elements of the dc the dceu henry cavill ben affleck i know people have things about to say about like his interpretation of Batman, but you know, he was fantastic. And I think oh, he's I great as Batman. He's him. great as Batman. He's fantastic. Yeah. But those two seem concretely out. The door's shut for them. Yeah. Yeah. The, the gun. And, and we just, and, and part of what this special episode is about, and part of what this special episode is, is dissecting about us, and bitching about that <laughs> and finding a way to move on. Let's just try, just try. But do you know what? I'm all for it. Remember, we were saying like when this was all first happening, and we were like, you know what? The reset button is the correct move. 100%. But they've got to do it. They've got to 100%. do it 100%. And before and we. This just merges yeah. the water, and I don't like it. Before, anyway, we, move on to the, before we move on to the next story, <laughs> I'm just going to read this direct quote from James Gunn Flash resets many things, not all things. <laughs> it's a direct quote so there you go anyway <laughs> see what happens oh I, I don't know I'm annoyed and I feel like I'm, it, you I'm know what? I'm just excited and I'm not even like this make... a lot of the time if I'm annoyed just imagine the internet man that, it must be going crazy oh I it's bubbling I'm, I haven't it, it, it's bubbling it's ready to explode but I <laughs> I love I love DC comics I love these characters and we're doing a special episode. Like this is like this is fun for me. Like when I was just reading the news one mm. morning, and I messaged you saying, "Hey, should we do an episode?" Like just doing it. And I'm like, I remember yes, it's the right thing. It's the right thing. <laughs> the only other time, and we didn't do it, and we should have. It was when it was announced that Spider Man was going to be in Civil War. That was you know all those years ago. And I remember yeah, we talked was... about it briefly, and we're like, "Shall we do a special episode?" But that was so early. Well, that was like when we were podcast. starting to do That's this it. sort of thing. Well, like is... One of the first things we were talking about, what's happening with Spider-Man 2? Like, or like the Sp- Amazing Spider-Man 3? Like, what's going to happen with that? What options have they got here? Like, what's going to happen? Madness. <laughs> well, this wasn't planned all these years later. And it's like, should we do a DC special? Yeah, sure. Cool. Yeah, well, yeah well, And here we are. Uh, Booster Gold. <laughs> In this live action series, Booster Gold uses basic technology from the future to pretend to be a superhero in the present day. Goofy character. I really like this character a lot. Do you know this character? He's appeared in Smallville, the Justice League animated series. Yeah, I'm a, trying to think. Yeah, he's, a, he's a guy from the future that brings pretty average tech from the future, but it's pretty wacky to us. Advanced he... tech. Advanced tech from the well, future, including Allegiant. Because it's from the future, but in his present time, yeah, it's just pretty easily accessible. <laughs> I mean, that's fair, actually, because he is working as a security guard at a museum. So you're actually on the money there. That's what happens. Although he does steal a Legion flight ring, and that's how that's how he can fly. And he knows what happens in the past. So he's arriving to save people, and it's all prearranged. It's an interesting one. An actor that showed interest online... Glenn Powell, you recently saw in Top Gun Maverick, Hangman. I think he would be excellent as a cocky superhero. He already was he already something in I'm thinking maybe like a DC show. He just has that look about him. I don't like, think so. I, I, 
Oh, I guess I maybe know. I'm thinking of like, uh, uh, maybe, yeah, he would be too young. I'm thinking like, was he in like Smallville? But that would have been, he would have been a child like the rest of us talking about me. Um, but Booster no, Gold, yeah. they've been trying to get this off the ground for the longest time. Greg Berlanti was trying to get this made as a film. Didn't happen. The last season of Legends of Tomorrow, when you got towards the end, oh, what did they get? I, can't, I think it was like season six or something. But they introduced the character of Booster Gold, but it was one of those interpretations of a character where it's almost in name only. And he was played by uh, Turk from Scrubs, Donald Faison. And it's like, oh, hmm. this is a bit different but it was like he was playing golf instead of having the booster gold costume which does include stars he was wearing like a golf vest with a star and a baseball cap with a star and it's like come on guys do better <laughs> and then <laughs> legends got cancelled you know it's like oh they did a pretty decent job over the years with costumes but anyway booster gold uh tv series Lanterns, this one does have me excited. The Green Lantern series will follow intergalactic cops, John Stewart and Hal Jordan, as they uncover a dark mystery, space cops. Yes, this is great. <laughs> like, look, I'm thinking, look, we've got, my guess is HBO kind of quality film level. I'm assuming all of these will be film level TV shows. Yes. Yeah. I'm thinking like true detective in yeah, space. That's what they're saying. Green that is that is what they're saying. Like, the the artwork that they've used to advertise it, it's um uh, from Green Lantern Earth One. The art was, I believe, Gabriel Hardman. Ah, oh, yes. I I think this sounds sounds great. Don't just do Green Lanterns as superheroes. I mean, have them be superheroes, but as you just said, like a show like True Detective, like don't have it be like what you think a Green Lantern show should be. Like have it have more if, more grit. You think about it, you have a lantern on Earth, yeah, a superhero because he's got powers, he's got thing, you know, like making weird things with the light ring thing whatever it is. Um, but, like, you have the Green Lantern Corps in space. They're like they're like a space patrol. Like, they're like cops. They're not – essentially, they're not special because there's so many of them. Like, that's exactly what they are. They are like a <laughs> space police. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, see, and they've it, said it, as well, it, you're going to see other members of the Green Lantern Corps, but primarily – it's going to be Jordan, Stewart. Sounds like a lot of it is going to be Earth-based, but who knows? The mystery could take them off, off Earth. It's a, yeah, it's a it's, good approach, especially when it's like a character like, or the, like the mantle of Green Lantern. There have obviously been so many different characters filling the, that, those shoes. Oh, which one do we pick as our main you know, Green Lantern to follow? hey, this is a way to have an assortment of them. Yeah. And it's always been the thing yeah. in the comics, and it does get brought up, like, and, and it's just like Earth in general. Like, Earth has so many more superheroes or metahumans than you would on other alien worlds within the DC universe. And then it comes into question, but why is that? Why is it so focused? Green Lantern Corps, ordinarily you would have, like, a, a core member of a particular alien species, species yeah but they would 
have one sector. So like the sector that Hal Jordan protects is 2814. But Earth has at least four, five Earth-based lanterns when any other planet would only have one. So there's always been, I mean, I guess it's convenience for the creators in the comics or whatever, but when it's incorporated in the story, it's like, why is there so many from Earth and why is there so many metahumans? I always found that interesting, but I'm glad that with this Green Lantern TV show, they're not like going, hey, it's the origin of Hal Jordan, because we've all seen that Ryan Reynolds movie. <laughs> which you know I, I, to, I, just, I mean there's things to like about it but if you're gonna do it don't well, do I don't that think, i don't think we all watched it because did we see did, did they do a green lantern too no so i don't <laughs> think we all saw the green lantern movie okay i've seen it heaps. i've I seen it a lot point, i've seen it point is made. probably well, look, this is definitely yeah. out of all the projects announced this seems the most like okay you've got my attention i'm excited for this this next one is the one that I'm least interested in, and it is <laughs> Paradise Lost. Set in Themyscira, home of the Amazons and birthplace of Wonder Woman, this TV drama focuses on the genesis and political intrigue of an island of all women. But there you go, they're saying that this is going to be Game of Thrones meets DC Universe. I'm out. Well, I'm not out. I'll watch it, but I'm not. <laughs> of course you'll watch it. Of course I'll watch but it. I, no. I'm there with you. This type of, I, I guess, setting is, yeah, it's not. It's not really our our style. It's not our our lane that we we pick in. Although, you know, look, to to give some credit to what this premise, you know, is. You know, what is the, maybe I shouldn't say origins, but like, what are what were the early days of, of this civilization of purely women? Like, how did that come to be? And how did that develop over time? And how does that sort of political structure and development of a society sort of progress differently than to what we know of, you know, man and woman, all that kind of, you know, messy stuff that goes on there? Like, how does that sort of track different? I mean, there is a very interesting, mature kind of social kind of thing that they could address here. How much of that is going to be, hey, cool, I want to watch this superhero like comic book show. There's something there, but... Yeah, and that's it, that's want, it. There's, or, or do we want yeah. do we want that mature depth in our in our comic book shows? Maybe yes. Also, maybe no, because I just want to see, you know, these like warrior chicks biff on. Like, uh, yeah. But it's like you said before, like, are they making a Wonder Woman film? What they're actually going to do is a TV series before Wonder Woman anyway. So it's... Yeah, the, you know, well, I'll, would be I'll check it out. The Linda Carter Wonder Woman TV show, which was, you know, in the early days. So, again, they're doing the same. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. There you go. This is, I wonder if, you know, like, how many how many Batman shows have we had without Batman? How many? You know, this essentially is that. It's the Wonder Woman show without Wonder Woman. Do you reckon yeah. they'll be tempted to have a young Diana, you know, or maybe the end of the first season? she's born or her mother is pregnant or something oh uh, yeah i know but you know the, the origin is this more like the origin of wonder woman is actually she, she was shaped out of clay and she and her mother hippolyta the queen prayed to zeus for a daughter and, and then the clay baby became diana anyway that's 
That's one version. That's one version of events. But you know what? You've absolutely hit the nail on, on the head there. Smallville before Superman, Gotham mm. before Batman, Paradise Lost before Wonder Woman. There you go. They would have finally done the trilogy. There you go. All three <laughs> are going to get pretty cool stories. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, okay. With well, that, that's the that's the DC universe news. DC on HBO Max. Uh, before we before we wrap up, Pennyworth is definitely not part of the DCU plan. HBO Max is not moving forward with season four after previously cancelling fellow DC dramas Titans and Doom Patrol. Both Titans and do patrol be cancelled after four seasons there you go those shows are coming to an end yeah look it's 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 just like the it's just the last part of the cleaning shop that they've been doing it is but you know with with pennyworth i i've still only got as far as the season two premiere i've not watched i mean i will finish it and when i watch i like it but I don't know, like I'm just never in a hurry to watch it. Doom Patrol, I binged season three to catch up. That is a really fun out there show. In fact, you know what? Doom Patrol feels like a James Gunn show. It really does. <laughs> Doom Patrol is really good. And then Titans, I'm currently getting caught up on that. They're currently on a mid-season break, but it's coming to an end. We know we're getting a fourth season of Harley Quinn. Funny enough, season three, James Gunn was in that, playing a version of himself. And as Superman and Lois heads to its third season, Gunn has said the CW series is likely to get at least one or two more seasons. There we go. We're still going to get live-action Superman on the small screen. But yeah, look, with, with, with Superman and Lois, I mean... I wouldn't have been surprised if, again, this one was like, oh, cool. Like, yep, we're wrapping up. It's we're going to, like, its final season will be this current one or just cancelled altogether. Okay, so they're looking at doing one or two more. Maybe they will wrap the series up in a natural sort of way. In time again, for it's still, it Superman is Legacy. Still, well, that's it. I, I, I think maybe they're like, look, we can churn out it's not the right word we can get the two seasons out before the the new dcu really starts and and then i think it's going to be pretty much like clear cool we've got our elseworlds we've got our dceu movies tv whatever that is and then elseworlds stuff and they again it, it, they've got a clear like they've got an, they've got an expiration plan they don't know the exact date but an expiration plan for superman and lois they're cleaning up and yeah they, they so, are but again, no yeah surprise. no surprise i've got to be honest with the you know dc on hbo max shows because with superman and lois it airs i can't remember what day it is but anyway it, it'll air on the cw and then the next night is when it's available on hbo max so it's like each week it gets like two premiere episodes or premiere release dates and it does really well on HBO Max, it's a really popular show for them. So out of all of them, Pennyworth, Titans, Doom Patrol, some I like more than others, but I'm like, do you know what? Okay, they're going to be finishing. That's that's all right. 
I would have been really disappointed if they announced a can- the cancellation of Superman and Lois. So whether it's one more season, two more seasons, I'm glad that we're going to be getting some more. It's a brilliant show. It really is. The first season was a lot stronger than the second, but the second still had a lot going for it. And I'm really looking forward to season three. And this year, the Arrowverse officially comes to an end with the ninth and final season of The Flash. Stephen Amell. It always is, ends with The Flash, doesn't it? Stephen Amell you know, is probably... coming back as Oliver Queen. That has me excited. They've said as well, uh, executive producer Eric Wallace said if they had got a full season, because instead of getting like a full 20 plus episodes, the final season is going to be around 13. And they'd said if they'd got a full season order, they would have found a way to have give like a proper ending to Legends of Tomorrow, which got cancelled with that Booster Gold cliffhanger. But um, the Arrowverse, I mean, wow. End of an era. Like, they didn't always get it right, but when they did, they really did. And, you know, crossovers like Crisis and Infinite Earths, like, always going to be a personal favourite of mine. So if you were to... Let's say right, we've gone through what the what the plan is, or at least the initial stages. What's your overall thoughts? How are you feeling? Excited. I'm generally excited for for what we're going to get. I mean, again, Paradise Lost, like individual projects aren't necessarily getting me equally excited, but on the whole, the whole thing and starting with Superman Legacy and just having. James Gunn, Peter Safran, just so passionate about these characters. Ah, what about yourself? Are, are you? Yeah, look, look. On, again, looking at it on paper, it's not how I would have approached doing this. But again, I'm not in charge of a you know a billion dollar movie studio and enterprise and multimedia thing. James Gunn, we trust. I just hope that what they're doing isn't too too much for the inner circle of comic book fans and i hope that what they do put out does have that wide spread appeal that the franchise can be successful um but i have concerns at this point in time it's weird but we'll see how it all unfolds so that will do it dc studios the future of the dcu please go subscribe and download this podcast on soundcloud and apple podcasts and please leave us a review it helps listeners just like you find the podcast we are on social media you can find us on facebook twitter and instagram as that film studio podcast we also have our companion shows rewind and review and sounds like comics which each have their own facebook pages if you missed it, we recently reviewed Megan and the Pale Blue Eye. And keep an eye out for some upcoming reviews of New People and Shotgun Wedding. You've been listening to Luke and Jason, the guys from that film, Stu. See you soon.